0: Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and supporting us each and every week. May you continue to remember, don't waste no time with negativity. Now, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Shop Downtown, which you are able to support our merch and visit the website at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.downtownworld.com. DWN TWN Now let's get into the show.
1: About to
0: go downtown, Downtown, hey. yeah. Downtown. You're about to go. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Now, don't waste no time with negativity. Today, we have a very special queen in the building, okay? She's interviewed some of your favorites, favorite. She's been at some of your favorite red carpets, either virtually, physically, because now we have to say that because of COVID, right? (laughs) <laughs> we do. It's a new norm. And personally, just one of my favorites, I love speaking with like journalists and people just within that realm because I just find like the conversations sometimes just a little bit more juicier. So none, other, i like to welcome none other than Drian Santana, journalist today with us in downtown. Welcome, Queen. <laughs> Thank you. I like the introduction, you know.
1: Sometimes people just kind of go straight into the interview, no introduction or nothing. And I got to introduce myself, so. <laughs>
0: Seriously? I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I, I did.
1: Sometimes when, when, I, when I am interviewed, you know, it's different being on the opposite side because you don't know what people are going to ask you versus how, you know. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. But I've gotten accustomed to them because I've, I have been interviewed um, a couple of times, honestly. So I just feel like, you know, people wanna know who I am and what I do. So it's like, hey, why not?
0: (laughs) Yes, and downtown, we definitely also like to get into why you do it and how you came about doing it. So we're gonna get into it tonight. Now, first off, I wanna salute you again, Dreon. Just everything you're doing out there, you're flourishing, you're working and you're being in spaces that, you know, we must not take for granted. And we definitely must remind ourselves like, The things that we used to pray for that we have now, you know, we have to, especially in a time like now, we just have to remain like grateful, at least like that's what I just like to like reiterate to everyone. Um, You mentioned that, you know, being on the other side, ironically, I just had my first ever like interview. And it was so nerve wracking, but it was just one of those things where it's just like it was going to happen sooner or later. So I was definitely happy I did it with who I did it with. Now. When it comes to downtown, don't waste no time with negativity. Just to start off, kind of like, let's just let it out, you know. Um, what is a recent situation, or it doesn't even have to be recent where you've dealt with a negative situation and you definitely could have went the other yeah. way, handled it completely like different, but somehow, some way you found a way not to waste any kind of negativity. You might have even surprised yourself, but. Um, okay,
1: so I would say probably one of the biggest things that I, I, I would say I handled something that was dealing negatively wise, it was the time when I was working at the radio station. Um, I was like fresh out of college like 2017 and you know just kind of being an intern at the time and um, That was an encounter with me and one of the older gentlemen there um, where he tried to kiss me on my cheek um and i wasn't too fond of that and he got extremely upset like he started bad-mouthing me talking about like how him and his like he how he used to be a pimp back in the day and his wife was like this here and you know i could have you know and i was just like congratulations that's all i said I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else you want me to say to that. I mean, you proud to say that your wife is a gardening tool, like that's how you claim her to be. But teachers only—that's if that's how you look at her, that's how you view her. Then, then that's on you. But you're supposed to be a preacher, though. So you know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. in my head, in my what? head, I'm gonna <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I, I just, I just decided that I was like, you know. I'm just gonna go in the bathroom. I'm gonna stand in there for a minute. I'm gonna say whatever it is that I need to say. And then I'm gonna walk out like nothing happened. And that's exactly what I did. And I told my, I told my boss, I was like, to this day forward, I do not want to be in the same room with him. I do not want him to speak to me. Otherwise, my mother would be up here because I'm not going to say anything. So unless you want my mom to come up here and handle this, I advise you to keep him six feet or 12 feet yeah. or just in his own lane and not over here on the side of the road where I am. So yeah. that was really like one of the biggest things that I I've encountered where I had to literally like, you know, I don't want to block my blessings by going off on the older person, yeah. you know, I want to try to remain respectful, but yeah. sometimes you got to put these older people in their place too, because you know, sometimes you have to, but not in a disrespectful way, but we know how old the people are. If we say one word back, they think it's disrespectful. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one of the things that I that I'm I'm happy that I I grew from that because afterwards, like a, a few weeks, no communication, not seeing him at all whatsoever. Um, one day, I I had to go inside of the the board operating room just to get my stuff out of there, and he tried to talk to me. No sir yeah no, no no the way you disrespecting no. me you expect me to speak to you no once i wash my hands with you that's it yeah. so that was that was one of those days and i was like yeah okay
0: <laughs> honestly like thank you so much for even sharing that story because that's traumatizing and that's like it's a lot and i feel like as black women we we sweet we sweep a lot of those type of situations um, mm-hmm. and just sum it up as part of our everyday more than normal. Myself is well included, I'm guilty of that. And it's not easy because there's so many factors. They're an older person. We don't want to risk our career. We don't want to risk losing our job. Nothing like that is just like this person was wrong and they should not have done that. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not quite protect. Well, no, we are not protected that way. So, you know, RIP Brianna Taylor. So you know thank you for just sharing that experience and hopefully that will give someone else the encouragement to speak up or to like i don't even know how you saw through that oh my god like and it's
1: just like you know i have dealt with a lot of things in my life um with men in particular and the things that they try to do you know if you tell them no they try to you know push up on you and stuff like that and you know it it came a time where it was like you know wow like you know i've I've never really had like an older person disrespect me in that kind of way and it was just like it was just like kind of off the wall how he just flipped out on me because i said i don't i don't let people kiss on me you know like i don't know where your lips been i guess that triggered him or whatever it's like i don't know where your lives been You can go down the line, you literally went down the line and kissed every last one of these women that was sitting on the bench on their cheek and you're going to try to put your lips on my on my cheek. No, I don't do that. I don't, I don't even like people touching me. So what makes you think that I was going to let you do anything like that, like that that's in my personal space that that to me is sexual harassment because You putting your lips on me and I don't, I don't know you. In in that form a way for you to even do something like that, you know, and, and it sucks that a lot of women do go through these things behind closed doors and they choose to, like you said, sweep in front of the rug, you know, in fear of losing their job, you know, but at the end of the day, we're human beings. You, you will find something bigger and better. I promise you, 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 you will, it will happen. So don't don't ever try to, you know, try to cover up these men for the things that they do because you think that this is Something that is a great opportunity for you, you will find something better. There was a time beforehand. This guy, I wanted to internship at a radio station, and he basically asked me out on a date to try to get to know me in order for me to get this internship. It didn't happen. Yeah, I got an internship with another radio station by on my own.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like you have your options. You have you have a choice. You know, yeah. don't allow these men to put fear in you. Exactly. Over
0: your career, exactly. don't exactly. And they they try to do it in sneaky ways like that. Oh, let's let's go out for drinks. Like, no, nah, I'm not thirsty. <laughs> I'm good. I, Thanks, sir. Thanks. I, a I had a pot drinks at home. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> no, seriously. It's it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. And you know, just being a woman in radio and having that experience, like, it's. It's not letting people know what's up against them, but it's it's being aware, right? Mm-hmm. That how to maneuver and just how to um, operate in certain spaces that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I wish that I had the courage like you to speak up at times in my life, and I'm sure many others. So let's definitely take your advice or your strength <laughs> and just. And just move forward and thank you for sharing that vulnerability. Now, when it yeah. comes to your path of just being in journalism and writing and interviewing, like if you could look back in your life and really like dig down and be like, where did this inspiration come from? Where like if there's a, a point in your childhood or something where you could say, you know, it kind of makes sense. If people heard what you were doing now, they'd be like, you know what? She did this back thing. Like this kind of makes sense. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it would be the total opposite because what, growing up, I was very shy, very timid. I didn't talk, like, at all. Like, you couldn't, I was like um, a mind walking around here. You could not get me to say anything. And I, when I would speak, I would speak amongst, like, family or friends. As far as, like, speaking to a stranger, it took me so many years to for my mother to stop ordering my food for me. Wow. Because I would not talk to people. Yeah, me, I would not talk, and I just, I just didn't, you know. And, and she'd be like, "You, you have to speak up. One day, a closed mouth don't get fed." So it's like, one day, she, she caught me. She, we were, I think we were at Subway, and we, we stood there, and she was like, "Today, you're gonna order your own food." And I was like, "Mom, I don't. I, why you can't do it? You here, you know?" <laughs> so she was like, "No." gonna order your own food today it's time for you to learn how to order your own food so i i it was either order your food or, or starve you can you got two choices and i didn't want to starve that day
0: yeah.
1: so um but yeah that that's kind of started there and a lot of people said i was great at public speaking so when i would speak it would shock a lot of people because like <laughs> This, this child really has a great speaking voice, but she just doesn't speak, why? Um, why, I mean, I don't know. I guess I was just very anti-social, um, a extreme introvert to this day. So still, how does someone like me who has to speak to people on a daily basis, journalist <laughs> So, a writer, or be on the radio? You know, I, I guess I, I would say that as I got older and I started to feel comfortable speaking because there was a time where I, I did not like my voice um, because I have a lisp and I talk with my tongue and people make
0: fun I of me. never known. They, i, I never I, known.
1: I, but it, it's like certain words that I say, they don't come out right. I feel like um, that's everyone. Are you telling me I have a lisp right now? What's happening? Not everybody. <laughs> I didn't say you have a list, but it, it's like different words like sometimes I used to have a hard time trying to say specific. I would say Pacific instantly. I couldn't say yellow. I would say lello. <laughs> it was so many words that I could not say. And my mother, she she really, really helped me out um with speaking um correctly. She would always correct me and say no. This is how you pronounce it, practice on it and it really helped me a lot. Public speaking helped me tremendously. Like, you know, just being building, getting out of that comfort zone of be able to speak in front of a class and of people you don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just being inside of the church and doing a lot of Easter speeches and Christmas speeches and yeah. seeing all this <laughs> a lot as well. <laughs>
0: like
1: most kids, they read from the paper. My mom was like, "No, ma'am." you're going to practice this and you're going to say it and you're going to memorize it to the t so it was it was little things it was little training and stuff like that that really helped me who i am today and even joining in going into the youtube route and doing like reaction videos and stuff that really played a big part too on as far as the on camera side and just just speaking as well so i feel that Within my childhood, then growing up into, you know, getting involved with public speaking and then getting involved with YouTube. That really played a huge part in the speaking side of me where I do interviews or I'm talking on the radio when it came to the writing side. I don't know. I was like into poetry. And I remember I there was a time in high school, we did like a like a Martin Luther King contest. you could do like poetry, or do like a speech or something. So I wrote a poem. It was dedicated to my great, uh, my great grandfather. Uh, He's no longer with me. Um, He died when I was in my third grade. And, uh, you know, we were really close. So I wrote a poem about him and, you know, how his death affected me and stuff. And it won first place. And I was like, okay, I can do a little creative writing a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Not English. And I love history. Those two are my like my favorite subjects uh, with English, you know, you write. I wrote a lot of papers, a lot of articles yeah. with history. I obtain a lot of knowledge. So yeah. that plays a big part in me. obtaining a lot of knowledge, you know, within the work that I do as far as like music, fashion, just the history of it and all of that. So it's really just the training from my mom. um, just writing a lot as a kid and in college uh, when I decided to you know, go over to the journaling side because that was not my first major. Yeah. It wasn't. I wanted to do criminal. I wanted to be a detective. I want to be out there on the scene. <laughs> pulling to the scene. I feel like I want to pull up and like, okay guys, what we got here today, what's going on? Put <laughs> on the gloves. <laughs> I wanted to be in the interrogation room, putting the light on them like, okay, all right now. <laughs> Listen, you can either go home today or you can go home never. You got two choices. So I wanted to be like, you know, I was like, being in the classroom in college and having to learn the basics, that's something that I did not want to do. I hated the PowerPoint boring and too long, and I fell asleep every time. (laughs) Eight o'clock classes, I do not recommend for anybody unless you are early bird. Yeah. What happened when you let your mom pick your schedule for you to try to get you eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I know I stay on campus, but I don't really want to get up at eight in the morning, at like seven in the morning to go to class. Like, are there any options, like 10 o'clock, maybe? (laughs) Something The later, the better. But yeah, that that played a really big part um, with the writing and speaking side of me being a journalist.
0: Wow. What a journey. Like, you've said so much and i hope like i know sometimes it's not obvious to people where the inspiration sometimes or the motivation in their lives but you found your voice you you it's like um (laughs) when you think about children because i work with children for over like 10 years now and Mm -hmm. i know that child you're speaking of. they don't say much Mm -hmm. they only talk to you if they're like if they really Fucks with you. Like it's, 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 and I really, I would say like enjoy those children more because when they do have something to say, it's right on time. It's just what was needed. They definitely thought about it before they executed because they don't talk anyways, you know? Wow. And when you're speaking on that, it it just it just hit like much bigger than even the situation you were saying where it's just like in life we have to like find our voice. We, we. it's so imperative that we have people in our corner, shout outs to your mom, because it's not always our mom or dad, right? So shout out to your mom that just really helped to push it and be like, all right, well, training wheels are off today, boy. <laughs> it's time, it's time. <laughs> and it sounds like she wouldn't have put you out there unless she felt confident that you were ready. So, those are all like a lot of key things that I was taking away as you were like sharing your journey, you know? And it's, it's, it's also a reminder to our fellow introverts out there where, look, Trion is full out interviewing, talking to people every day. She's she spoken to people like Mulatto, Flo Millie. I don't want to miss anyone because you, you, you speak into pretty much. Just a lot of like everyone, you know, everyone. And look, it's you're here telling draining. us you're here telling us that you're really dry speaking.
1: It gets draining, trust me. You know, we introverts we have a shutdown time, you know. That's why we uh you know it is it's crazy that I i hang out with a lot of extroverts
0: somehow, <laughs> some way they say my, what my, you're thinking. That's probably my best
1: before she became my best friend i did not like her because i was like you talk too much like like nonstop like no breath in between just yeah 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 and i'm like okay i told i told her i was like With i was stressed explaining this I was, I was stressed i was i i felt like my edges were coming out or something i was i cannot do this <laughs> like when do you stop talking when, when you go to sleep or something you're probably talking asleep maybe i don't oh know
0: damn
1: man but now now i i can tolerate her now because i'm so used to her talking a lot more than me so i feel like she kind of gives me a little bit of a balance that's her relationship <laughs> First, there is no conversation going on it's just we all probably going to talk to each
0: other through text messages and that's about it that is a real friendship to me the fact you just say i didn't really fucks with her at the beginning but now you she know that that's
1: told, my mom was like why would you tell her that i'm like i have to be honest i did not like her because she talked too much i was like who is this girl like, so random like she talked too much you know i was like i guess or whatever I deal with it eventually and now I deal with it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was such a great laugh. Shout outs to the best piece. You know, being an introvert, I have a lot of introverts as well, but people like to make it seem at times or the conversations sound like the only people that can be entrepreneurs or on TV or in these spaces successfully are extroverts. But I don't agree because as I was explaining earlier, I feel like introverts are actually the people with the upper hand or at times you know, Mm -hmm. there's a perfect amount of balance that you can have. And maybe what's some advice that you could give to your fellow introverts that maybe wanted to get into the career of like TV and film, and they feel like I I don't speak up or I'm shy or like whatever the case is, maybe some hurdles that you found personally that helped you to get over. Well, not even over, but help you to cope a little bit better with the way you were feeling at least until you could get through the interviews. <laughs> um well
1: one thing that I I would definitely say is that when you when you grow up, you know, kind of being that outsider um amongst a lot of people not not really the popular one, but people know who you are. I kind of like that. You know, I don't want to be I don't want to be popular, but you know who I am. <laughs> so I, I just I would just say that when you when you're comfortable with who you are and and have the confidence to know that this is what you want to do. Your voice will will come out of nowhere and eventually you'll probably never shut up because as today I never shut up. I talk more than I did as a kid and it drains me <laughs> so i would say that when when you're preparing for your interviews especially when you're when you are an introvert like myself um it really depends on how the conversation goes like if you're talking to someone who you can kind of just just talk just talk to about anything you can kind of you'll forget that you'd be on a talking to this person for more than 30 minutes the longest interview i've ever. And I mean, ever had was like an hour and something on the phone. Yeah. It was a phone. It was like an hour and something. I was like, I wasn't drained because I was enjoying the conversation. Yeah. You know? But after that phone call, I was like, man, it's time for a <laughs> nap. I gotta, I gotta like get my brain back together because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, just just focus on finding your voice um, and be true to yourself you're mm-hmm. going to have your days where you don't want to do anything you don't want to talk mm-hmm. to nobody and that's okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: schedule your you know you need to reschedule or something because you you just not feeling it i mean see what if it's whoever you're working with editor-wise see if that's if that's okay if they can just give it to somebody else you know or you can um what i normally do if i'm if i'm not like really in like a big big mood i push through it yeah I really, I just pushed through it. I was like, man, today is just really not my day. Yeah. I don't really feel like doing anything. I don't want to do anything. Really? And I've had Dang. had that moment where I was like, man, I, I really don't want to do this interview. Like, I'm about to call my editor and say, man, can you can we can we reschedule this? But I was like, no, I I just need to go ahead and just do it because right now this is just a temporary move that I'm in. And eventually it'll go away and the happy little me will just come back to normal. So just literally just push through it, you know, Find your voice, push through it and be confident in it. There are a lot of people in media It's there's a lot of people in media, You know, or, you know, reach out and talk to people, you know, who you feel kind of aligns with what you do or want to do and get some advice from them if they respond because sometimes people <laughs> and they do not respond but if you want you can always talk to me like yeah. i'm good to go we can talk about anything just don't just don't get out of here just, just do that because then i'm gonna have to go into my little shell or something <laughs> i'm about to go on my little shell after that because i'm like okay it's getting weird <laughs>
0: What, Pete? Oh my gosh, I cannot, like, I cannot. Okay, you're my bestie in my head right now, seriously. <laughs> I cannot, you are hilarious. But like, it's everything you're saying is 100% real. And that's what I was describing to someone the other day. Like, I, I talk to celebrities here and there, but the conversations that I really do enjoy is speaking to people like yourself, the real people out here just like, you know, it just, it feels a little bit more realistic to me you guys are for some <laughs> things in life that people can more relate to and understand <laughs> that your your dreams are not they're not they're not crazy it doesn't sound crazy you know yesterday i had an instagram live interview with this young man journalist from my city toronto canada and we were speaking on the topic of limitless you know mm-hmm. and i started even manifesting to myself like i am done limiting myself like i want i want I want it all i want the things i can't see the things that like i never even expected like you know as describing sometimes when they say oh a door just comes out of nowhere i'm picturing like a white space and the door just appears and you open it's just flooding with blessings we we have to call those things into our life we have to start limiting ourselves because i feel like in our past you know i could speak for like my family and being from caribbean descent like that's how they were. That's how my mom, my parents, they were trained to limit themselves to just buy one, one thing you're good at and that's it. You know, so now it's our turn to really live the life that they couldn't and help our family and our legacies to like flourish and just move beyond. I'm all, I'm always big on breaking generational curses. So that's something I, that I agree because like,
1: um, my, my family, you know, they're, they're Dominicans, you know what I mean? Not the they, they look crazy or whatever but <laughs> they look crazy they laugh they do all types of things but um i i feel that with me i kind of broke that that curse because like amen my, she she always wanted me to to go into like computer science like she's like well you like computers i was like yeah i love technology but i don't want to sit in a computer and tell somebody how how to fix it you know mm-hmm. but she, they make a lot of money I'm like but it's gonna make me happy you know i'm not if if, i tell her it's like i move by my emotions i am a cancer okay i move by my emotions okay if i'm not feeling something i'm
0: not doing it yeah energy all day (laughs) (laughs) like
1: i'm doing it there is no way that you can persuade me otherwise Mm -hmm. i'm not doing it so it's just like you know, she wanted me to, you know, kind of be like the, you know, the office behind the desk. And I always tell I like, well, not everybody is meant to be behind sitting behind the desk. You know, I mean, if I'm gonna sit behind the desk, I mean, I at least wanna own what I'm doing. You know, I want to be the boss. So I just I kind of I broke that curse and then I broke the curse of, you know, at that time there were no grandchildren who were like college graduates on my mom's side of the family. Yeah um and even on my dad's side of the family i i would say that as far as i think great grandkids i think i was like the first one on my dad's side and then i was the first grandchild on my mom's side of the family to go to college graduate you know and i have an older cousin you know i'm like the second oldest cousin and it's like you know it then my other cousin they follow behind me so everybody father behind has a degree except for my youngest one he, he went off to the military so you know he may be doing his thing over there yeah. but as far as like you know after me you know i i feel that i broke that that well wow we have to wait for somebody else to get a college degree who, who knows who's gonna be yeah. you know and and have that i felt that you know that was a little bit of a lot of pressure on me because it's like you know wow what if you don't get this degree and then you're gonna fall right in line with everybody else who went to college and then finished. so
0: yeah
1: um breaking breaking that curse for me that was that was that was um, i would say amazing it was a, a sort of a, a feel-good accomplishment to know that you know not even just on bragging why well, i just say that you're the first grandchild to do that i mean they're gonna always say it anyway So
0: I'm
1: <laughs> <love>. the- <laughs> my
0: grandbaby
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah. it I- I, I feel that I took a different route, you know, like my brother and my sister, you know, they they work, you know, like regular jobs. I'm, I'm the only <laughs> child that wanted to be just, I don't, I really don't even know how I feel into journalism. I just knew that I was so caught up in like celebrity lives and stuff and I was yeah. like, okay. You know, and, and, you know, when, when I changed my major over to journalism, I had no experience. I just knew how to to write. You know, I had no experience. I had no idea that this was a whole different kind of world over here that it gets just as catty as a nine to five job does. So this was all new to me. I thought that, you know, everybody got along. Everybody's like on the same page. Everybody here to see each other grow and these people just as shy as somebody who worked uh at mcdonald's or something so it was just it was like crazy to me for that but yeah you know just just breaking that curse and and i had to learn how to not limit myself either Mm. i limited myself to just wanting to just write not speak and if i did choose to speak it was just like i didn't speak much i didn't say much it was just man okay yeah maybe three sentences out of me
0: yeah
1: and that's about it i kind of just started to like just feel that i needed to just write for everybody in order to get to these places that i need to get to and now i'm at that stage where i'm no longer going to live with myself like you said no not not living to myself anymore i'm going to do whatever i can to build something of my own so that when you see me at these different Red carpet events, you gonna see the culture commentator. Yes, that's that's yeah. me. That's that's gonna be what it is. And the fact that it actually started for me last year, like towards the end of November, is when it started for me. And it, it's gonna be a journey because it's gonna be something of my own that that I've kind of had since since twenty eighteen. Yeah. 2018. Is it a 2017 or 2018? Since the, yeah. since I had that website, but it wasn't called the Culture Commentator. It was really just Driance and me It was more so just a website for my writing portfolio because the first publication I was writing for fired me. Yeah,
0: so. it happens, girl. That's, that's yeah. honest. It's honest.
1: Yeah, it it does happen like that, and you know it it because that was the first publication that gave me an opportunity to start my career. And, and it sucks how it ended, you know, how me and the other editor, you know, ended our relationship. Yeah. Um, but it, it took me a moment to realize that Okay, what do I do now. I was in that Well, what the hell am I going to do
0: now. <laughs> space.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't have that many resources. I live in Mississippi what i want to do is bigger than this state and it's like i i was like i had to figure out something so this is when i i took the portfolio that i had from the publication that i was writing for for like two years all the work that i did i created a portfolio for it and i just sent it out to people different publications hoping to hear something back to this day i have written for nine publications since 20 <laughs> nine publications I've written for. Oh, just going off of that leap of faith and not limiting myself. Yes. Because if I feel like I did, then I don't think that I would have gotten this far. Yes. I don't believe I would have. And last year it made five years for me of being a journalist. You know. Gotcha. And I was wow this is five years yeah decade <laughs> and i'm still here still pushing even when i felt like man this is i don't think this is for me i had moments where i lost motivations and passions for it and i was like man i literally feel like giving up i don't, I don't want to do this anymore but the the support system that i had um they pushed me to not stop doing what i was doing they push me so hard, you know, and I'm so grateful for the the support system that I do have because <clears throat> if it was not for them, I definitely would have probably just been working a a call center. Listen yeah. to people here tell me how their light bill is is skyrocket high and they don't understand why.
0: I'm cursed
1: out every day about why your light bill is too high and why is it cut off. I don't know. Okay. I just know that if you pay the bill, your light on. If you don't pay the bill, it ain't on. your
0: That's simple. That's simple. What do you want me to do? That's um, simple. No, wait. You, you, you. I don't want to gloss over like everything you said, and there's no way I can like just go over it. You know, you mentioned we have to push through it. Major mm-hmm. key, major key, or at downtown as we like to say eat fruit and mind your business major fruit okay you have to push through it you have to find your voice Mm -hmm. like if you want to build your own table do all this you're going to have to find your own voice as well is that is this what's going to make me happy you know Mm -hmm. a huge part of the conversation for a lot more than the normal these days which i'm very happy for is the things that truly make us happy. That self-care, that mm-hmm. mental health. You know, I was originally supposed to go to school to be an accountant, but I ended up being a social worker. And then now I built my own digital digital media network. Like it's, you must follow your path. You must be authentic to yourself. You must do the things that make you happy or else you will forever feel incomplete. I don't want to leave this earth feeling incomplete, not to say all the all of the things that we do will make us feel complete, but we at least would like to try. Right. Fair enough to say. And yeah. another major key that you said, Drian, because you're just giving it tonight, <laughs> is take a different route. Listen, sis, if you're driving on the road and you're getting into all them pot with, potholes and you can't see and take a different route switch lanes keep on your road but like take a different route and that's okay like i was saying to someone like you're never too old to go to school you're never too old to learn things take a different route take a different route and that's a part of that limitless mentality we were speaking on earlier now <clears throat> sorry we do have a staple question here another staple question that we do ask here at downtown don't waste no oh. time with negativity is you have the four elements it is earth fire air and water which element do you feel like represents you the most or do you resonate with the most and why <laughs> oh science <laughs>
1: I love now listen. I love science. I love my favorite part about science is oh my dissecting. God, I, cannot. I was the first one with my hand up. I was like, you know what? Y'all can sit back and watch. I do the dissecting. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't got y'all don't have to do nothing. This is my Y'all can just watch and
0: learn. <laughs> um I guess. It's make um, time, though, so, like, whatever you just. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't think I've ever laughed so hard during any, any interview ever done. Literally, like, thank you. If there was ever a day I needed a laugh, it was today. So thank thank
1: you. you. This is me twenty four seven. Like you guys, my friends, I'm always. I'm always. If they consider me to be corny or whatever and i'm just like man i barely like y'all so y'all to be enjoying this cornyness that you're getting right now because this, this is literally 24 7 all day every day with with everybody well not everybody but certain people i don't have to fill you out in order for mm-hmm. you to get this otherwise i live you know, for sarcastic
0: humor all day
1: oh yeah day. I, i'm very 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 sarcastic and that's All the part that
0: i love like your face is so straight <laughs> and you're like so we're doing science
1: <laughs> we're on the, we're on the science okay um <laughs> let's see i don't know i guess i would when if i'm speaking about like my passion for the work that i do i would definitely say fire mm. fire because it I'm coming through like flames, like it's it's about, mm. to, get, about to be burning up. You are about to be sweating, yeah. It, my my face is right now. My nose is like sweating over here. This is exactly where we getting at right now.
0: <laughs> that was a highlighter, girl. I didn't even know. <laughs> so look, amazing. Thank you. Like, listen, yeah. this is all. Awesome.
1: But I will say that I I yeah. do, although I resonate with fire. I do resonate with water because Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm when I'm coming down from being so high up the water to you know get out those flames is a way to kind of calm me down and allow me to reflect on my accomplishments and my failures
0: Yeah,
1: allow me to you know cool down and become relaxed and and back to reality you know understanding that you know this is my life this is the the this is what I chose to do this is my passion this is my path this is what my purpose is that God put in front of me because like I said there was a moment where I I did not know there was a moment where I don't even think I was supposed to be here anymore and i tell you that because I would say who Probably 2014-2015. I was was in college still and I had got into a, it was Super Bowl night, February 1st. I was leaving work and I got into a hit on collision with a joint driver. In most cases, the person who was hit by the joint driver, I'm sitting here right now you know in in most cases the person who is there they're no longer here no longer living however it became the opposite it was the roles were reversed i was sitting here but the joint driver he's no longer here and it it was it was something that i really it was like it really just kind of like i can't really explain it but it was just like you know i i didn't i guess i was i didn't i didn't really understand i didn't comprehend like okay what, what is going on right now yeah. you know my car is about, the battery in my car completely exploded all the airbags are out but somehow i'm out the car trying to figure out what is going on like i don't feel like wow. it was like my adrenaline was so high i didn't i i got out the car so quickly i don't even know how i got out the car i don't remember turning yeah. my wheel none yeah. of that like I don't. I don't remember. All I remember was lights coming at me, and that's it. I don't. I do not remember turning my wheel, but I do remember beforehand I saw a guy walking past the car, past my car, in the opposite direction. And I don't. I don't know. Like what was going on? But it it, it happened that way. And it, and when they went over there to check over the guy, he was like passed out, you know. Uh, and the the way that I was going going back home um, they have this curve and they call it the dead man curve. And not to, not for it to be cliche or whatever, yeah. but that's what And, and in that moment, it was just like, I just didn't understand. I, I was just, I was so like mentally messed up to the point where it was like, did, that situation really took a toll on me because I didn't have any broken bones. Yeah. I didn't have any fractures. None, nothing of that nature. The only thing I had was like uh, my my lower stomach, it swelled a lot because of the seatbelt. I got locked in in the seatbelt. So when it happened, so it was like um, the seatbelt, like my whole lower part of my stomach was like like this big, you know, and still to this day, I have like a hematoma, it's like right here, this size, and it's on my left side, This my left hand. <laughs> it's on my left side. <laughs> And it's still there, so it's like it's there, and it's like something that I sometimes will like touch or just feel like, "Wow, like this, this is all that I, that I was left with was that." And it's like it's like, you know, this is something that that's going to stick with me forever. You know, I it won't go away. It, it it will never go away. It's something that will always be there. So, in that time, I was just like. I didn't understand, you know, my mom, we we talked a lot about it and I actually gave this testimony in church and, you know, just literally it happened. So it happened that in that time it was recent when I gave my testimony and it was like, I couldn't even get through it. Like, I couldn't even push myself to kind of like tell the church exactly what happened to me and why I can't stand up in church or why I have to bring something with me to support my back. Because <clears throat> if I, my chiropractor told my mom that if, if she never had brought me in the next day, I would have been, went into like rigamores. Like my whole body would have been like stuck. That's That's how impactful this was to the point where I could barely move. Like I was like really, really slow. It took a minute. My back hurt, my leg, my knees hurt i was just i just it was just like you know the aftermath was was different from my first accident and this one here was just like man like it it was just crazy you know and and it you know and then when i found out what happened to him it made it even worse you know so it, it made me feel like i was like man like i couldn't sleep i Redraw from all of my classes because I couldn't focus because that night just kept playing over again in my head and my head and my head and it was like, what is my purpose like? Why did God choose me to still be here? Not that you're supposed to question Him, but sometimes
0: you. It's honest. It's real. Yeah, it's like supposed to what we do at times.
1: Yeah, and it's like you just sit and you just think about like, why me? Like, why did this happen to me? Like, what did I do to, for this to happen? Like. You know, why why was I chosen for this and why was I chosen to stay? And and sometimes think about that, it it changed my whole narrative about life and my life in general. That the person that I was before the accident, I'm no longer that person now. I guess I was doing some wild, crazy, rebellious things at that time. But then again, I was young to um to fast forward after everything about me changed my attitude i became a lot calmer i wasn't as aggressive as i used to be i it's just like that whole thing resonated with me it just really just it, i felt like it just maybe just knocked some sense into me if that if that makes sense so you know dealing with something like that and Still being here to be able to do something that I found a love and a passion for that is a blessing And a disguise for me and to walk out with no broken bones or anything or even losing my life That is let me know that okay. I do have a purpose to be here What is it? I don't know what it is But I think I found it and being a journalist being a part of the media being able to tell other people's stories through my words through conversation, shifting the culture through entertainment, music, and lifestyle—that's the tagline for the culture commentator. That's exactly what I want to do, and here it is—it's happening. So, hopefully, it, it, this legacy of who Dreon Santana is goes very, very far to the point it where will. it will. So <laughs> <laughs> the where people it's are just scary. like, oh, this girl is real. This like, I don't talk about these things because like. I don't want people to, you know, feel that, you know, you got to be sympathetic towards me. You know, I dealt with it. It's done. It's over with. I've moved forward. I have probably not even talked about this since um, I gave like my testimony or whatever. And, you know, or even just, you know, being in that mode of just not understanding things. So I've, I've come to terms with a lot of different things and a lot of things that I've dealt with in my life as a kid growing into an adult it all those things build me to be who i am today you know a lot of people don't know that because i'm, I'm very private i don't i don't tell that side of me or anything so people wouldn't know so if people watch this they're gonna know a lot of a lot of things about dreams and that they've never heard before i've never seen me um speak about you know to other people besides like family and friends but other than that this will be new to everyone you'll see like this this side of me that is not on social media or is not shown through my work because i like to keep it separate you know unless i just feel like i just want to vent and talk to people about it and just like this is things that i deal with i don't talk about it because it's not what made me you know i don't use that as my story i don't use that to hold me so that I can be attached to the the bad things that happened to me. I want to be attached to the good things. I want people to remember for the good things that I've done. Not, oh, well, she you know she had a, a terrible accident with a drunk driver. You know, let's let's tell this story. I mean, I could talk about it because there are families who have lost their their kids. You know, right in your journey.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. People have lost their their family members, their their kids, their everything to to drunk drivers. And for me, it was was crazy about that is literally a week later literally maybe a, a few months later there was another incident where a young lady and another joint driver except her life was taken away and the joint driver was still alive so i was like it that now That's that it, it, thing that had happened it brought all of that back and it was like man that could have been me it, that really that really could have been me and the girl she was like 22 years old and i think i was i think i was probably around the same age as her 22 23. so yes. it was like all of that that happening it, it brought it brought back every emotion that i had that i can't try to like wipe away it brought it back you know so now i so like like i said now that i feel like i found my purpose know what my purpose is i'm ready to take off here i am
0: yeah. I, I, wow, like, thank God, thank, thank God that you are here today because, like you said, there's numerous stories, numerous mm-hmm. stories. R.A.P. Sheldon, you know, we grew up together, we went to the same church together. Um, I would even say friends, family, because we literally grew up in church together, and mm-hmm. he was a young man, you know really doing his thing in the city and he'd always take care of his family. And he worked an overnight shift at his job and on his way home, you know, he was tired, fell asleep behind the wheel Mm -hmm. and ended up colliding into the back of like a huge 18-wheeler truck. So I I, I completely resonate with everything you're saying. And that survivor's Mm -hmm. guilt is real when we especially when you go through something and you feel as if like you're unscathed and you're seeing all these things happening in the world and you're just like why me like what's so special like it can really dig you into some deep places you know and 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 people when people express things like that people shouldn't say to them oh you're fine you should be thankful and just like that's a that's a form of like dismissal
1: because that that isn't
0: always feeling fine Mm-hmm. That, that's a serious, like, if that's okay <laughs> like,
1: it do that to you, you know, mm-hmm. like, I say, you know, you, well, I don't want to say heck of a strong word, but dislike people who, you know, just make you feel like you just, well, you know, things happen to everybody every day, you know, just, you'll be fine, you'll be okay, but are they really, exactly. you, you, you tell someone that and they're actually not fine. They try to put it in their mind like, you know, you're right, I'm fine, you're not. Don't pretend to be.
0: That
1: could, that could literally yeah, kill you. Pret- yeah.
0: You're
1: yeah. endangering your own health by telling yourself that you're okay when you're not. Find someone or find something that helps you vent in a way that you can let out every emotion that you have and not have to hold it in. And that's something that I had trouble with holding in all of my emotions or how I feel about things to the point where it was like, you know, I I feel alone. I don't know who to talk to. You can't talk to your parents sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to talk to your friends because you don't want them to be like, oh, she might be a little crazy or something. We might need to, you know, get her some psychological help. And I don't want it. I never wanted it to be that way. So. You know, my mom, she always try to be like, you want to go to therapy? You know, you want to talk to somebody? And I was like, no. Yeah. I really didn't want to go talk to someone. I, I was in that stage of I didn't know how to handle it or what I wanted to do. So that's real. I, I don't even know how I even got over. I guess me actually giving that testimony in church, which really helped me just full-blown just talk about it. Gotcha. You know, church in tears alone with me, you know, it, it, I mean, because everybody look, everybody in my church, they look at me like the nice, sweet, quiet girl, because I don't talk in church, like, at yeah. all. yeah, don't even utter a word unless you ask me a question. That's about it. But other than that, I sit there, I don't talk. I really don't like when I say everybody, you know, shake hands with your neighbor. I'm like, oh, this is one of these introverts moments that I don't want to be a part of. And my mom, she makes me get up and do it anyway. And I'm like, okay, all right. I get up and do it. And and I sit right, I shake like two hands and I sit right back down.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> enough. I make the full circle to the bathroom. <laughs> that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah it so is. Serious. So when it comes to Treon Santana and the mm-hmm. culture commentator, what do you want people to feel what do you want people to know and what do you want people to remember
1: okay see i'm gonna try to remember that i
0: got you i got you (laughs) don't worry i got (laughs) you for me my mom is (laughs) so let's go with (laughs) Drian santano for how you and the culture commentator would like to leave people feeling
1: um i would like to leave people feeling inspired through transparent conversations real conversations not something that just feels like i'm just asking you well why did you do this how did you do this well what made you do this it's like really diving deep into understanding why you did it or what made you really want to be a part of this or what transition or what was something that happened in your life that just made you feel like i need to get myself together you know i was such a psych i was so big on psychology and sociology behavior i you know so it feels like i'm studying serial serial killers but not necessarily yeah. but it just makes me feel like that when you just really just dive deep into people's minds mm-hmm. and try to understand exactly why they did it i don't want to make them sound like they got problems or whatever mm-hmm. but you know just just really so that it's a way for people to it's a way for them to feel comfortable sorry and yeah i have to feel like it's just another interview or it's um oh, just speaking to someone else like i like to make people laugh i like to make people feel you know sometimes i change my hair at the hip-hop awards everybody loved my blue uh and green locks that i had in Love everybody looks everybody <laughs> uh and literally when i pop my camera on the screen oh i love your hair oh my god your hair you know just just it's just a way to keep that attention on me so that when you remember me like oh you was the girl with the blue hair let that was me i might bring it back so that you can remember <laughs> but yeah just just everybody just feeling feeling you know understanding people's stories transparently and feeling inspired and be able to relate to it and be like wow I'm going through something like that right now and and listening to this or reading this, it helped me a lot. I want everything to feel relatable. I want everybody to feel comfortable. I want everybody to know that this is somebody's life that they wake up every day and they have to go through a lot of different things, probably more than us because of who they are and what they do. Thanks. So. So that's really just how I want people to feel good about it.
0: So how does Drianne Santana and the culture commentator, what do you want people to know? Um,
1: I want people to know that I'm not like everyone else. I, I do my own thing, you know, while I may contribute to other people, but I'm, I'm really just a normal person. You know, I live my everyday life, day to day i want people to understand that when you come to my platform there is nothing negative about it yeah. we live in a world where social media tries to tell you who somebody really is yeah. when social media is not a real thing anybody can post up that they're having the best time of their life and they're really going through the worst.
0: exactly
1: so i want people to know that when you when you have Drion Santana and the culture commentator it, it really resonates with you. It's real. It's exactly what you get. Like whether they cursing up a storm or yelling at me through the phone. This is <laughs> real. What you get. <laughs> so this this is, is is the honest truth of people and it's a way for people to know that these people are real. Yeah. They go real life things just like us. They bleed the same way. They hurt the same way. They feel all types of things the same exact way. No amount of fame or money in the world can make someone that happy. It doesn't. Maybe some, you know, if you are in for the wrong thing, for the wrong mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't. So I want people to know that when you come over to, to see my page or if you go over to the Culture Commentator page, you see, you hear real conversations you hear laughter you hear happiness you hear just people just explaining why they do things or you know what that you heard you hear some people's struggles and how they made it out and how they make different ways or how they have people who they may be introverts or and they have someone in their life who pushes them you know those are the stories or clips that you see on my instagram that i like to show i like to Show the realness so that when you want to go watch the the interviews, you can kind of get an insight of a little bit like, "Wow, this would be really interesting to hear or to see." It's true. You get to learn about people that you don't see on TV every day.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So. And what is TV these days in 2021? Right. Reality. Majority. Exactly. None of it is on screen. <laughs> Your TV can be so many other things these days. So, so many. It's a whole different world right now. Um, And the last one was, what do you want people to remember?
1: Hmm. When it comes to, you know, Dreon Santana, the culture commentator, I want people to remember the work that I've done. You know, I want people to remember that I, I went through a lot of different things, just like everybody else did, but I did not let them define who I am. I, like I said, I don't attach myself to the bad things that happen to me in my life. I only want to attach to the good. The only time to learn about the different things or the bad things in my life is if I tell you or at my funeral and then I put it in my obituary. You're or having a turn up funeral. <laughs> you're gonna learn a lot, you're gonna learn a lot of things about me. I'm create my own little documentary or something, let you know about the real yeah. me that people do not know about.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's, that's something that I want people to remember, that I, I don't attach negativity, the bad things in my life, to who I am today. They may have helped me to be who I am today, but it never made me who I am today.
0: So. I love it all. <laughs> Thank you, Jeon. Like, I truly, Queen, I just want to see you win. I know I'm going to see you win. I know I'm going to see you flourish. (laughs) And I'm just here to cheer you on and support you and just, why not? You know, when I was younger, I wish I knew so many women like yourself, even sometimes like myself, where it was just like, okay, this is happening. Like I could see where I could fit and where I can go, where I can, you know, I didn't have that growing up. A lot of this, I'd say the closest what maybe sometimes when we see Angie Martinez or like um, free mm-hmm. uh, one hundred six and Park like certain staple women in the industry of course MC yeah. Light like you know no slight to anyone but on the Canadian side of things or just the media aspect really putting names to those faces I feel like a lot of us are creating our own tables and the meals are full and beautiful and the plate settings and everything is immaculate and i'm excited to just see what everyone's coming out with because E news in those places it ain't like back in the day when y'all could dominate there's got some competition now so they do guys But you guys got some competition now so you got the culture commentator think about okay i eat <laughs> a little toronto lingo for you <laughs> So I really, like, I truly, truly, truly thank you today for this conversation, Drian. Like, I, I I made so many notes selfishly for myself as well to just be like, this is what I need. Like, girl, if you only knew the week that I had. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times, that this, as I say to everyone, these conversations that we're having, even sometimes the things that may come out of my mouth, I am not speaking on or to anyone. I say to myself, majority of the times, like mm-hmm. I surprise myself sometimes with the things that <laughs> will come out of my mouth. But, you know, it's just we we need each other. We need to know that we are not alone. We need right. to not beat up ourselves and know that it is OK to be limitless, to find our voice. We need to push through it. Like there's so many keys, so many keys you're giving away. <laughs> but, you know, we gotta keep going. And if it's not, we take a different route, but don't change the destination. Like, you got it, you got it. Now, I want you, oh, no, no, no. There's a random question that I like to ask everyone.
1: <laughs> I love the questions. It's like
0: putting your hand in a bowl of, like, yeah. So the bowl is definitely <laughs> my head, for sure. <laughs> for sure, no. And I don't want people watching and be like, you didn't ask her it is. And you asked her Okay, so that's what that's what you know. You watch Nardoir. There's certain things like there's certain things here at downtown I cannot let just skim by. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you this. Would you rather? You know, nope. judgment's long. <laughs> uh, safe space. <laughs> safe space. Okay. And if you really don't want to answer, you are not <laughs> pressured to. All right. Well I'm a daredevil. Let's go. All right. <laughs> it, it, it So you have either you chop off both of your thumbs or a baby's foot. Which one are you choosing, Trion? You do not know this baby. You You either, first, before you answer this, I want you to try and pick up your phone without your thumbs. Try to pick up my phone without my thumbs? I mean, I can
1: do this, right? You're going to be scooping for the rest of your You know, I can, you know, I can use like my pinky or whatever, you know, I use like my my index finger that works. You are definitely using your thumb to be here like this all day like just tapping on the screen like dang she ain't got no thumbs. No, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time trying to lock my phone or whatever. (laughs) What I'm, you know, I'm sorry to this baby. The sarcastic me would be like, "Sorry to this baby, I'm about to cut your foot off." You know, it, it's okay. You know, <laughs> you can always. You probably won't need it anyway. You know, like and then I'd be like, "Wow, Santana, you really like this?" I'm like, "Nah, I ain't gonna cut the baby's foot off." You know, but
0: That's if I, I if I had happened to,
1: but if I if, if I have to do it, my apologies. It's okay. Respect. You know just I don't want any karma to come back to me where one day i lose my foot well listen i'm gonna be old so i won't i won't need to move nowhere
0: somebody at won't this, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this point i can safely say it's like 99 of the guests that i asked say chop off that baby's foot so <laughs> shout out <laughs> Shout out to Cass, my Hawaiian babe, the only one percent that was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna chop off the baby's foot. She said she's gonna get some bionic thumbs and live her her liver best life. So I like, all but right. the baby
1: can get some bionic foot, you know? So we it's a win-win situation right now.
0: She said she can't. She said one person that literally said, hands down, to I can't do it. I can't let like,
1: Us so. and just
0: I'm sorry, baby. So- I'm sorry to this baby, but I am. I yeah. I, I love
1: babies. I I'm a huge kid lover. But on that day, I got work to do. Okay. Yes. Yes. You yeah. will be. Won't nobody know that your foot is going.
0: <laughs> so, I like if you look at my personal page. Mm-hmm. Everyone that knows me personally and probably digitally right now, they're beginning to learn that. I love my food i love me some food okay food is life all right now i'd like to know Drian, mm-hmm. if you could go anywhere in the world like i don't even care if you saw it one time on tv if you could go anywhere in the world and eat anything you wanted where would it be and what would you eat
1: Ooh. Now I love my Dominican roots. Okay. I do. I love the food. I really do. However, I'm about to go to Italy because I love pasta. And I yeah. can eat all day. I can eat pasta all day, every day. You have no idea. Literally, I don't care where we going as long as pasta is involved. I'm going to a restaurant for the first time, never been, but I saw the menu and they got pasta, so mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting. <laughs> that's just like people who okay. go to restaurants and they get chicken tenders, I get pasta. <laughs> I
0: love so that. It has to happen. <laughs> and there's not that many ways you can like mess up certain certain pasta dishes. Oh, I love, it. oh my gosh, I love, I love Italy. Um, I I literally, that is one of the places on my manifestation board. So girl, like we going to Italy.
1: <laughs> going to and uh, give me one of those big, big pieces that they got there. Oh that's what i need in the real oven pizza I, I need to not be eating anything all day just so i can have my appetite just for that pizza and that i'm i'm going to pig out for real
0: <laughs> no oh my gosh i like i'm with you one thousand percent and i made some lasagna yesterday for dinner and like it's hitting you know it was hitting but i was like that it wasn't italy it's me, yeah. hitting Not just hitting, but hitting <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. But what's crazy is that I don't eat spaghetti. That's you know listen, the, the here's the thing, I don't eat spaghetti, you know? And people always like, how do you how do you eat all of these type of noodles and stuff? But you don't eat spaghetti. And it's like you don't you know, eat the, the the
0: the 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 Don, the, the founder of the whole the no. whole feel
1: like. The man that said, "All right, this is what we gonna do." It's a pass for me. Pass (laughs) to the trash. Get the paper plate. Hold it over the food. and Say, "This how I eat spaghetti." (laughs) I need to understand why. I I I really like shocked right now. Like like as a kid, I did eat spaghetti, but it didn't it didn't hit me the way that pasta hit me. Mm. Like the rito and the fettuccino Mm. and all that. that that hit me a lot. That the spaghetti and meatball, it it didn't it didn't do anything for me. I was like, wow, wow. I got to twirl this stuff around, getting everywhere. It's a mess, and I'm like, it's just not for me, you know. So there will be no no spaghetti made in my house unless my husband wants it, and he wants that, then great. But at this time. It's not happening. It's a no. It's a no for me. Sir. It's
0: a no for me. We're gonna have to pass it on to somebody else. Listen, uh, when you come to Toronto, because you definitely have to visit over here. I've never been. It. Yes, I- you have to add that on your list. Toronto, Canada. on my up. list. And when you pull up, we are going to go to this restaurant called the Spaghetti Factory because, girl, uh, really trying to give me spaghetti. <laughs> no, 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 You could Google it. I hear they like it's not just spaghetti, but. Yes, I will definitely order a side and be like, girl, you're shoving this in your mouth before we, before we leave this institution of spaghetti. teeth, okay? i bring you to the grounds where it goes like, down, okay? Like, it, okay,
1: you know, I'm, I'm out here in Toronto. It, it's a, it, it's, you know, I'm out here to explore. So get me on camera and be like, well, we got, we got Drion out here. She's gonna eat spaghetti for the first time in Toronto different years in in my city. i i I told her that this is going to happen we spoke about it on this day and we're it's happening and i'm like you know i prepare you for it one day I look back on this and i'm going to regret everything
0: (laughs) so like why did she listen listen i guarantee you listen everything that you love in toronto then it's it's so multicultural like mm-hmm. you can find your home away from home pretty much somewhere within the city so when it comes to that just trust me i got you i got you but i know what you mean sometimes if they make the the false, it's like oh just balls sitting in your plate in your face it's like, like the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in the restaurant like
1: See, this is why I don't be trying stuff that people be like, you know. You but it's raw fish. You're like, no, you they have it cooked. So I was like, okay. I, know. I got like the basic um California roll that yeah, everybody you like has. it. Uh-uh. This is not it. I was like, how do y'all eat this? Oh, this my is the, this is nasty. You got no flavor to it or nothing. Like, can I get something to season this up a little bit? you know or give me like a little
0: soy sauce a little bit of ginger a little bit of coffee
1: I, I just i just ate whatever it, my food. you friend, didn't need you like you gotta set it up you gotta they set it up. up. they played me they they set me up for failure i've been hooked with i feel bamboozled all of that stuff like they played me to do to just for me to eat that and i'm like never again oh. that was the first last time I ate sushi and I'm never doing it again. Like, I gotta set it up
0: right. Like, literally my friends, they will, it for <laughs> my friends will complain all the time. They'd be like, it takes forever to start eating your food because I got to get the sauces where they need to be. I got to mix up what these, like I set up the whole thing before it goes down. So don't worry, I got you. I got you, okay? Just, I, just give me at least one chance before I, you say, you know what? <laughs> Now, (laughs) Um, hey,
1: listen, now I gave you a chance and and see, this is why now I got to go on a ramp. Like, see, this is why I will take it. (laughs) I will let nobody throw in suggestions for me when it comes (laughs) to food. Like, what is this? You paying for it. I'm not spending my money on it. Take it back. It's disgusting. Who who hired you? Now I gotta go on. I
0: will take off. it. I will take. I will take that risk because I have full confidence. Now, Adriana, I had such mm-hmm. like an amazing time with you here today. Thank you for joining downtown. Don't waste no time with negativity. You gave so like so many just beautiful inspiration. Your energy just speaks volumes, and I truly appreciate it, Queen. I want you to end out today. Whatever's on your mind, say with your chest. I want you to end <laughs> out tonight. It's the floor is yours.
1: Um, How do I end things out? So i say this. You guys can definitely follow me on Instagram at Santana Muse. Uh, Muse, it stands for a lot of different things. I selected that to be a part of my name because Drie- somebody took Drea Santana. Like, how do you do that? It's only me. Like, I, not, I I could go on a rant about that to this day, but I never understood how how somebody got my name. Like, How
0: did you take my name?
1: Right. It ain't even got no photo up there. No pictures, no nothing. Just a blank. Hater. 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 (laughs) But I would say just, you know, just follow me on Instagram at at Santana Muse. You can follow The Culture Commentator on Instagram um, and you can find on Twitter as well. Um, I have a YouTube channel, The Culture Commentator, where I post like a lot of my interviews and event coverages and stuff. So you're gonna get to see how i interact with other people that i'm interviewing whether it's like for a minute two minutes three minutes or maybe 45 minutes <laughs> it really depends on what you get at you never know but but yeah so something something that i will close out with is the uh, something that i have taken from one of one of my favorite artists i love him so dearly and hopefully one day we might get married who knows that's that's in my head um but there was an interview that he did uh, on the yeah, breast he, I guess I'll see it is is in my is my husband in my head. I have a boyfriend but all i've in my husband in my head and he knows that. Work husband, so, Your husband. Yeah, he 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 knows that. <laughs> so um there was something that he said in his interview that I quote and I have this video to this day I will post it no doubt and say this is my move. Um what was it? Oh my God. It just went past oh, my. Thank you. But it was like he said that, you know, people in the world don't get flatter yourself. Ain't nobody out here living for you. If you think somebody out here living for you on account of you, so you can have something to say, you got the world up. So you need to reevaluate yourself. I, that same quote and video is in my phone to this day. And he, Hasn't been on the Breakfast Club interview in a very, very long time. Yeah, and that is something that resonated with me. It stuck with me, and it's like there are a lot of people who try to tell you and think that you, what you're doing, is for them, and it's not. And if you think that, you need to reevaluate yourself and look at you and start trying to bring down somebody else, you know, because of your negativity, negativity or the things that you're going through in your life. Exactly. Reinveg with yourself. I use that quote every day, all day, every day. I tell anybody quickly, you need to reinvade with yourself because ain't nobody out here living for you. <laughs> so that's my go-to quote
0: by my work husband. And that's that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so, so, so much, Queen. Like nothing but blessings and just stay safe during these like uncertain times in the world. But what is for certain is foot mm-hmm. on next. And we ain't stopping, right? <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. This been... <laughs> is <to the> when.
1: <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Drian. No, ride to the wheels fall off. I mean, we're about to be, rails about to be scraping the ground. Facts. Literally. Facts.
0: <laughs> Facts. And from someone that has actually got their tire bust on the highway, before and i was like you know what i don't feel like pulling over quite here so i'm just i'm just push this <laughs> I, I know i mean i i've,
1: I've had my moment where i i've rolled my car to the room fall off and i got busted by my dad so
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was my car it was nobody else's i was like it is what it is so <laughs> this has been another week's episode of downtown podcast don't waste no time with negativity. I'm your girl Kay. Today we had the journalist Drian Santana, owner and founder of The Culture Commentator, and you can find her everywhere, she said, and in, in the episode, it will be tagged below, so no worries. And thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Kay. I really appreciate this. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Go. downtown downtown hey yeah. downtown